millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Maybe the Addicts will get us underway here in this Carabao Cup quarter-final. And it is Charlton who attack from right to left. Out into Anthony. Anthony with the shots just into the right-hand corner. And Manchester United have opened the scoring on 20 minutes. Well, it's a bit of class, tell, to be honest. I mean, there will be question marks. Could Charlton have done more? We know he's got a wonderful left foot. Can you close it down a little bit quicker? But you've got to take nothing away from that. But that's an outstanding strike. It's drilled forward. Pelistri on the Manchester United right. Cuts inside. He's got an overlap of Matonery. Inside is Rashford. Saved by Manok Rovano. Thought he'd saved it. He's gone in the corner. And that's game over. Yeah, I thought there was going to be an offside flag, but there wasn't. It's game over, but tell it comes from a free kick jump and takes short. I don't know why we're doing it. It's on the halfway line. You've got a minute of normal time remaining. Can we launch that long? You've got Innes, you've got Stockley on the pitch. We play it short. Fraser runs out of energy, loses the ball. Man United breaking numbers, and they've got that little bit of quality to finish. It's harsh on Cholp. It's, it is harsh. The ball into Rashford. Charlton open up again and there's another finish. That's harsh on Matt, on Charlton as Rashford finishes again. Yeah, it's harsh with 10 seconds remaining. Charlton committed another body forward, space has opened up and that is the difference. The, the quality of Rashford made it look so easy. Yeah, I mean, you know, it shouldn't deflect from what's been an outstanding performance from Charlton. There goes the final whistle. 3-0, doesn't tell the full story of this game by any stretch of the imagination. Charlton, a superb account of themselves here at Old Trafford. Three nil, victory to Manchester United. And yes, of course, you'd have to say that uh, this side, this Manchester United side, blessed with talent, quite probably and almost certainly deserved it. But Charlton. We're battling right to the end, and at 1-0, in the last quarter of an hour of that game, really went at Manchester United and gave them a real game. And Marcus Rashford coming on from the subs bench, put Charlton to the sword, and made the scoreline a lot more flattering to the hosts. Yeah, it certainly did tell. I mean, nothing but full credit to this Charlton team. special evening that was at the Theatre of Dreams. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendes. On this week's show, we will be looking back at that EFL Cup quarter-final up at Old Trafford against Manchester United and, of course, ahead to Saturday's home game with Barnsley. So joining me to discuss all of those things and more. First up, Mr Nathan Miller. Nathan, you recovered from your night out in Manchester just yet? Yeah, yeah, just about. I'll tell you what, I slept like an absolute baby. So I didn't wee myself or anything, but... Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was nice. It was just a long, a long day. And, oh, mate, it's just, I was, I was just put on Twitter. There was, they, the club put out that um, video and it's just unreal. You just forget of so many moments in that game. Like, yeah. unreal, but what a day. Um, but yeah, back to reality now, mate. So, Peterborough yeah. and what, whatever else we've coming up. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, back Barnes, into it. Barnsley, Barnsley Saturday, back down to earth with a, with a bit of a bang. But Lewis, I mean, uh, 
your your evening on on Tuesday. I suspect it we went long into the night. It did, mate. Yeah, it was incredible, wasn't it? The whole day, as Nave said, everything was just special that day. You know, taking the result away from it because we didn't really expect to win it, but the performance was incredible and just the the amount of fans we took up there. I mean, regardless, I know it's Man U. But to take that many fans to any game, whether it's a Tuesday or a Saturday or whatever, is incredible. So, yeah, it was absolutely amazing. Really cool night for the club. And, yeah, I hope everyone that went had a really nice time because I certainly did. Yeah, everyone everyone did, I'm sure, enjoyed it for, for many, many reasons. Uh, and, and not just, you know, the, the night and, and the performance. There was certainly plenty to be to be proud of. So we, we just heard the goals from it. We're going to hear reaction from Dean Holden and from Scott Fraser uh, later on. We've also got some signing news. We've uh, re-signed Macaulay Bond uh, earlier on this afternoon. And just as we've gone to air, um, Todd Kane has joined uh, on loan as well from Coventry. Uh, so we're going to hear uh, from Macaulay. We're going to hear from Dean Holden on Bond uh, and on on. Kane as well. And then, of course, we will look ahead to Saturday's home game uh, with the Tykes, uh, Dean Holden. Again, we'll just have a quick look ahead to that game. We've got Ian uh, from the Tykes blog uh, as well uh, to hear from later on in the show. Uh, we've got loads of your messages as well, which we're going to come to, of course. But, I mean, everything about Tuesday. I mean, we, we knew about what the, the pre-match was going to be like, Nath. We knew the anticipation of the day, seeing everybody travelling up by train, by car, by plane, however people got there. You know, the anticipation was going to be building. The atmosphere in and around Manchester was going to be superb, and it was. You know, the pubs were going to be choked, you know, full with Charlton fans, and, and they really were, and it really was special. And we knew the atmosphere in the ground was going to be something else. What we didn't know was what the game was going to be like. And actually, you know... One one nil down on 89 minutes with a Man United team who started with a World Cup winner, you know, started with England internationals, um, started with you know one or two of their youth products. But don't forget, our our average age on the night was younger than theirs at kickoff, and then they had to bring on a five-time Champions League winner, uh, a man in Marcus Rashford who's just banging form and, and scored loads of goals recently, and Christian Eriksen who's a world-class midfielder. And it still took them until the last couple of minutes to finish us off. I mean, what a display that was, full of heart, full of passion, full of what everything we've been missing at times this season, but everything we expect from a Charlton side, Nath. Yeah, I mean, I think the first sort of 15 minutes were a bit hairy. I thought Ganacho had our, um, they were targeting Claire a little bit and I think Claire was jumping in a little bit too soon and they had some joy down there. But I thought we settled down after that. There was a crunching tackle from Cess. Loved that. Absolutely loved that. Um, and I thought it just set the tone and you know what? Like, and let's have it right. You know, Anthony's first goal was Weldy, you know, and yeah, we could have showed him outside because what that's what, that's what he's about. But the key thing for me was when when you do, you know, I was, antis- I was anticipating us going one down, but it was the response from it. We didn't crumble. We didn't fold. We stayed in the game. We knew we would have had to give up a lot of possession. We're not going to pass Man United off the pitch. We know that. Um, and yeah, it was just a character for the boys. Like, like you say, to take it all the way to whatever minute it was. And, you know, you if you're Man United and you're bringing on Ericsson, Casemiro and Rashford, that's saying something. I know it, you don't really on the outset you probably don't think about it but as a player if you're if you're restricting them and frustrating them and getting up trying to get at the beginning of the second half we got a little bit of a foothold in the game to them to bring them on that early you know it's not there's nothing to be sniffed at and I thought they were brilliant every single one of them and so happy with happy for them because they deserved it and I think every single player um, has it in their locker um, and as you say yeah it was, it was such a great performance and Rashford's on fire at the moment and he do that he do that a year ago that weren't happening so world class players and what an experience for the younger ones you know Lieber and going up against Lindelof and Harry Maguire Harry Maguire just played France in the what, quarter final beating World up Cup. Harry Maguire what a fair bit as well, as well. He, gave, he gave him what for a couple of times <laughs> yeah. yeah that was a, a really yeah exactly and I think yeah. Do- go on yeah no I thought Dob- Dobbo Meg him as well, don't he? The old Meg nuts. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, mate, what a day. Saw loads of people I ain't seen in a long time. Lo- you know, everyone on the same page, everyone happy, everyone singing. What a day, mate. Absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, I- I'll remember it forever. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we-, 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 we took over Old Trafford in terms of the noise from, from the 9,000 to-, to my right hand side from where I was sitting in the press box. It was just non stop singing for-, for 90 minutes. It really was excellent support. And, you know, they were spurred on, particularly by that performance. I'd say throughout the 90 minutes, because as Nave said, yeah, we fell a goal behind, and it was a fantastic finish from Anthony. Maybe we could have closed him down, but that's what happened. But, you know, in, in my mind, the way I saw the game going was we keep him at 0-0 for as long as possible, but when we go 1-0 down, that's when the floodgates open. 
and that's not what happened. And I mean, it was it was remarkable how how much time we spent in and around the Manchester United penalty area in the second half. You know, when I try to compare that to even the Brighton game at the Valley, I don't remember having that amount of possession that high up at the pitch. But you know, we had chances as well. You know, Morgan's free kick came close. Obviously, we can talk about Fred hitting the hitting the post in the first half. But man, you only had one shot on target, and and we caused them some issues. You know, there there were differences in quality, and 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 that's what we saw, Lewis. You know, we didn't didn't make the most of our opportunities when they came. Fraser's probably the best one at the start of the second half. Sometimes there were crosses in that went too near the keeper. Sometimes there were balls in and around the edge of the box. If they'd got it right, there would have been a chance for a cross. But that didn't quite come off. But that's to be expected. It, you know, What we wanted to see was the fact that we could try and test ourselves and get higher up the pitch and, and do everything that we did do on Tuesday night. Yeah, 100%. And like you, I was surprised really how much time we did spend attacking in that second half and, and how comfortable we looked as well. Um, one person that really impressed me actually was Corey Blackett-Taylor because I thought he had Diego Dallo on toast first half. And then when they brought on Aaron Wan-Bissaka, I was thinking, you know what, sort of one-on-one, he's pretty good defender. Like He's always spoken about defensively quite good going forward, not so much. I was like, oh, maybe he'll nullify Corey. Didn't at all. I thought Corey had him for the entirety until he came off. Um looked incredibly dangerous. Jez as well had some brilliant runs um, moving forward and getting the ball across. And like you say, it was just that sort of final product, which you're going to come to expect playing in that environment. I think sometimes when we did break through, maybe it was at the wrong person's feet. You know, after after Dobbo and Meg Terry Maguire went forward, I was thinking literally anybody, if they're going to go through one-on-one with uh, with Tom Heaton, anyone but Dobbo, I think, you know, we've had this before. And um it's just the way it was. It was a little bit like rabbit in the headlights at times, I think, because we did manage to get through. Um, but the performance was just absolutely outstanding. I, I mean, I was, I was so proud coming out of that stadium. And it, it wasn't a 3-0 game by any means. You know, the scoreline completely flatters United. And I think even Eric Ten Hag said that, you know, the scoreline definitely flatters them. It doesn't really reflect the performance that we put in. Um, you know, we were outstanding. Every single person on the pitch in the Charlton shirt did their job and really, really proud. And it just gave everybody that natural lift. And, and I just hope that we can sort of take that energy that we had in the stands and on the pitch into the rest of our season, because it feels like that was a real moment on Tuesday night, you know, in the, in the middle of a season, that's been pretty much nothing, hasn't it? You know, we've, we've been long out of it for, for a long time. The performances haven't been good enough. Uh, until recently where we've had those back-to-back wins. So we've come fresh off back-to-back league wins and we've gone up to Old Trafford and taken a, an incredible Manchester United side, you know, fairly close to it, as you say, 1-0 right up until the end. And look, when they're bringing on players like Casemiro, Marcus Rashford and uh, Christian Eriksen off the bench because we've got them on the ropes a little bit, I think that, that in itself is a credit as to how well we performed. And I think actually how much United maybe underestimated us a little bit um, so I think we can be really, really proud because it was it was just an incredible performance. Mm, yeah, so annoying watching back that third goal when Marcus Rashford's offside as well. Because I think I think even I think two nil would have would have been almost a fair reflection. One one nil, I mean, would have would have been okay. You know, three nil just felt like they ta- they taken it a little bit too far there. And the fact the goal was offside was annoying. But you know, you got to talk about being part of that nine thousand strong travelling army to you know to to the right hand side of where I was sitting, Nath. I mean. Judging by, like we say, the pictures of, of people we saw in the pubs all afternoon, they were well oiled up, uh, and that certainly helped with the noise. But it, it must have been a, a remarkable atmosphere to be a part of. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I just wanted... Obviously, usually, home and away, I tend to get to my seat around five, ten minutes before kickoff because I'm, you know, doing extracurricular activities, but... Uh, on Tuesday, because of the occasion, I made a point of it of going up there early to soak up the atmosphere. Um, and I would obviously get the pictures in and just literally look around and how big it is, um, how vast it is. It's, it's insane. So I think I went, I just got up there just as uh, the keepers come out to train. So I've seen the whole thing from, you know, from them coming out to warm up and the, the ovation there and going back in and just to soak it all up, really, because let's have it right. I, I don't know if I'm going to be going up there anytime soon in, in, a, in a league game or even a cup game. But yeah, it, literally, it was insane. Like, it was so loud. Everyone was, you know, like even at home games, like we're in the covered end where I'm in the covered end lower, like you have a core, you know, always at it. But you'll have a little section of fans who like to, you know, just watch it in 
you know, just observe really, but everyone was on it. Everyone was on it and it was so loud and I was looking around going, this is going to sound incredible. And I think I said to you, didn't I, Lou, on, on WhatsApp, I said, I can't wait to hear the comms just to see if you can hear the Trump fans in the background and, and obviously the thing that put the, the club put out just now, it's just insane. And what, I mean, as a player, to hear that and, you know, and some pundits saying it's one of the loudest or away contingencies they've had, one of the loudest ones apart from Ammonia this year. Unreal, mate, and what 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 a day! And um, every, every every Uber driver I seem to get, which I, I think I've done about four Ubers somehow. It's only a, <laughs> you know, it's not that far away, but I've done loads. But they were saying right, fair play, unreal support on a Tuesday night, and hats off to everyone who went, and obviously to those who couldn't go. You know, they watched it from afar, but unbelievable, mate. And it was just it was just a day like you know since Wembley, but this is a different one because we went in there with no pressure, like regardless and. We went 1-0 down. We all started again. Unreal, mate. Unbelievable. Yeah, it really was. Absolutely brilliant. Of course, it's a very special day for the Addicts boss, Dean Holden, uh, as well. A long-time season ticket holder uh, at Old Trafford. His family were all there to support him, including his dad, uh, who was in the away end uh, throughout the game. I saw uh, Dean bringing him through to the uh, sort of director's bar as well at full time. So a real family occasion for Dean. Uh, but he was also, uh, when I spoke to him after the game, said he was very proud of his side's display. I am. I am. I'm disappointed that we lost the game 3-0. I thought that was harsh on us. Um... We're trying to set a winning culture in this football club, so to lose any game is always disappointing. Of course, we have to respect it was Man United Old Trafford, which was always going to be a challenge, but I thought the players handled it really well. Um, you know, For 20 minutes early in the first half, we rolled our luck a bit at times. It's fair to say, I think we put some great blocks in, and which Premier League team doesn't come in and have to ride the luck. And we grew into the game, and I thought we, we showed real belief in the way that we passed the ball. Wow, how many times did we win the ball and counter-attack them? I've lost count and we just couldn't find that final pass that moment um, we came in buoyed at half time in terms of winning the game and we set about them in that first 15 minutes of the second half with Scotty Fraser's big chance unfortunately he puts over the bar and then you turn to the left and see Eric Tenais bringing Casemiro Eriksson and Rashford on the pitch and it's always going to be difficult in that moment um, I think if we address the goals I think fantastic top class finish from Anthony but we, had, we need to show him on the, on the outside of the pitch, onto his right foot, ideally. The second one, Casemiro's hit this pass along the floor, 50, 60 yards, which is top, top level. And Rashford does what he does in the 94th minute. So, all in all, I thought it was a harsh result on us, but supporters had after, they, they could see that there was a performance in there. Um, and all I promised them when I come in is they run, the players have run through brick walls for that shirt, and I think they could see that tonight. You could see right throughout the game, they, they were outstanding. And even at the end, the reaction to the to the players, I thought, was a, yeah, it was a special moment. So, what we need to do now, Louis, is make sure that this is not after the Lord Mayor's show. We have to we have to back up the last two league wins and the performance from tonight against Barnsley. We need to go and take care of Barnsley and, and really get our season going in this second half of the season. So, all focus now is on is on that game and making sure that you know our supporters again have proved what they what they can do tonight and we need them again at the weekend. There we go, that's Dean Holden uh, speaking about uh, the uh, defeat up at Manchester United in the quarterfinals of the EFL Cup. Very, very proud of what he saw with his side. Uh, speaking about um, the, the necessity really to take that form uh, into the league as well and we will be previewing the Barnsley game uh, later on in the show but we're still going to hear from Scott Fraser but in a few moments. So I also want to read out some of these emails then uh, after the uh, game up at Man United as well. Chris says I'm feeling a bit jaded uh, this morning but what a night and what a game that was at Old Trafford. Lovely to come away uh, from it. Feeling proud of our team. So many individuals I could mention uh, but it doesn't feel fair to single anyone out when they all stepped up. We just need to make sure that we transfer this performance uh, to the league uh, every week. Roll on Barnsley. That's from uh, Chris. Dominic says, uh, what a night. Uh, can't believe I'm going to be having to add uh, Man United uh, at Old Trafford to the list of teams I've seen. S-House, a victory over Cholton. So happy to be able to see uh, proof in person that Dobbo really is better than Casemiro and to have sung that this is a library uh, to that crowd as well, as well as a good few uh, lower league cl- classics at Old Trafford. That's from Dom. Yeah, cheers. Dom Davis said, I'm proud. I think we've hit the, the uh, jackpot with Dean Holden as our manager. I uh, just hope we can keep hold of him. Uh, and uh, after last night, Lucas Ness will be a wanted man yeah Lewis um, I mean Lucas like I say I mean, we, we, it's hard to pick out individuals because like I, say, I thought they all played well I, I will say because I don't say this often because uh, I'm very hard to please with defenders I thought Owen O'Connell was very good when he came on as well but Lucas Ness was excellent throughout and he's 20 years old and he was playing at Torquay earlier on, on loan this season it's a remarkable little rise that he's had yeah he really has um, and I, I highlighted him on Tuesday actually to my brother when I was watching the game and 
he he hadn't seen him play yet and he was like oh who is this center half and i explained the whole sort of you know loan at torquay and everything this season and since he's come in he's he's been an absolute revelation you know he's he's played really well he looks like someone who's who's been playing at this level for a long time he just looks so comfortable um and he's just yeah one of those players that that comes through and is is likable immediately um and he's he's settled that defense which you know we've said many a time is uh is been one hell of a shaky defense but he's gone in there and as a youngster that's not easy to go into a defense that's struggling and and sort of turn a performance around and it feels like he he has formed a bit of a partnership with with Ryan Innes now and that's something that's that's going to help because you need a strong centre half partnership uh, moving forward. I thought Ryan had a good game as well Tuesday, but yeah, twenty years of age to you know start of the season you're playing at Torquay United and then fast forward a couple of months and you're walking out as a starter for Charlton at, at Old Trafford in the quarter final of the League Cup. You know, outstanding stuff and long may it continue for him because we're reaping the benefits of his good form. Mm. Right, and Paul says, uh, hi, Louis, at uh, out. Just want to message to say how great uh, Tuesday night was. What a turnaround uh, from how we felt after the Stockport games a few weeks ago uh, to the togetherness at the final whistle between the fans and the team uh, at full time. Bodies being thrown on the line from start to finish. Standout performances from so many of them. And Dean Holden going from a nobody uh, to our new hero. It all counts for nothing if we can't bring that energy on the pitch and in the stands to Barnsley and, and beyond. Uh, I really hope that we can. On a slightly different note, uh, please reassure Lewis that my dad is isn't stalking him keep up the good work that's from Paul yeah I'm I'm assuming based on that Lewis you bumped into the Evans family again up at Old Trafford I did indeed yeah I was uh just just I think it was half time actually I'd heard someone shout my name really loud and I turned around and he was he was waving ready for ready for a fans bar but sadly it was too couldn't really get one at the end but they're always keen for it so yeah a bit of shout out to the Evans family because they're, they're class whenever I catch them at an away day they're they're such a good bunch to go and get on the bet on the fans bar so yeah Next time, next time. Yeah, one of those uh, family of fans that goes home and away pretty much every week as well. We're always, always pleased to have them on the uh, on the pod. Right, let's hear from Scott Fraser as well. That she came in to speak to the media uh, after the game uh, up at, at Manchester United, and uh, yeah, he also said that he felt pride in his team's performance. I'm so so proud of of this team of this group. Um, I think three 0 is harsh. I think it's really really harsh. Um, I thought honestly, I was yeah just. Proudness. Um, I thought we were so good. I think we were, particularly in the first half, maybe one pass away or a decision away from from getting in. Um, and then you know they bring on like Sir Rashford and Eriksson. It's it shows you how well we were doing. Um, yeah, listen, we need to be proud. We need to we need to be upbeat, um, and we need to take this into the league. It was a tremendous effort, as you say. It was, it was some statement that they had to bring on the the big guns in that last half an hour to try and finish Charlton off. Yeah, exactly that. Um, as I say, I think. Better decision making from us, better quality in that final third, and you know we could have got a goal or two. Um, don't get me wrong; they've also got world class players all over the pitch and on the bench, and and I think you've seen that at times. Special moment as well for those nine thousand fans who've made their way up from South East London. They've needed a night like tonight. Yeah, brilliant man. Um, I think it shows you what this club can be. Um, there's obviously it's been it's been um, it's not been like that for too long now. So it's up to us, a group of players and staff and. Whatever's going on behind the scenes, you know, we need to come as one. Um, I think we've done that tonight. I thought we put on a really good show for the club. It's a monumental effort now. You've got to go again in the league as well, so you have to try and regroup. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Um, there's a few tired bodies. Um, but, as you say, I think adrenaline really takes you through this game. Um, and I'll be recovered tomorrow, recover Thursday and go again Friday, going into Barnes on Saturday. There's many, many Charlton fans first by appearance at Old Trafford. How nice for it to sort of give them an experience and sort of celebrate with them at the end of the match, having made them proud. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think 3 0 is incredibly harsh. Um, I don't think it was a 3 0 game. Uh, I don't know why they scored their second goal and it felt late, or 88 minutes or so. Um, obviously, we would have still lost 1 0, but I think just little things like that for anybody switching on in the game to think, oh, Charlton got battered 3 0. It was never, ever, ever that. Um, I think we've done the, the fans proud. I think. We've set the bar now for ourselves. I think we've had a couple of good results in the league um, back-to-back and we've had a very good performance again. We'll be looking to build on that. I feel like stuff's turning as well for Charlton because you know, he had a tough time, but things seem to be picking up now. Yeah, um, obviously we can only speak of what's happening on the field um, in terms of the, the obviously the new gaffer coming in. I think he's made us a bit more solid. I think we still play out from the back. I think we had spells um, even in the game tonight. We've had good passes of play and we showed that you know we want to play. Um, and as I said, we've had two good league results now and we'll be looking to back it up again on Saturday. There you go, big Scotty Fraser. Um, 
so th- there was obviously the moment where where Dobbo nutmegged Maguire, but there was quite a nice little one as well where World Cup winning defender um, Martinez came running out in towards the edge of the Charlton area, and Fraser lifted the ball over his head. I mean, it was just like the, the fact that they went up against these players who have achieved so much, Nath, and had their little moments. I mean, there, there will be plenty of moments in that game that these uh, th- these chaps will remember forever. I mean, M- Albie Morgan coming a whisker away from scoring a fantastic free kick at the, the Stretford end of Old Trafford, things like that. Young, as you said, clattering into into Maguire and Dob- Do- Dobbo doing what Dobbo does quite often. I mean, there really were some some brilliant individual moments as well that, that won't be forgotten. Yeah, of course. Um, and obviously, it just so shows a level of confidence, really, considering I know we've had two wins Obviously, back to back in the league now, which is good. We're coming off a poor performance up at Oxford, but to—I know it doesn't sound like a lot—but to do that, you've got to have some level of confidence to do that. Because usually, if you if you're up against it, you'll get that, and Fraser will have whacked it out, and Rosehead, and and whatnot. But to to take to take that on, you know, you've got to have a level of confidence. And one day we'll sing in and sing in and dance and whatever on the coach into the ground. So it just shows what sort of. Um, and I think I said it on the time. I think I might have said it on the pod with Sue, maybe, or the one before, where it's a mentality thing. And I think what Holden's doing at the moment is instilling a belief and a, and a different mentality because they were in a bad place before. And I think everyone's starting to see it now that that confidence is coming back and they're putting a shift in. They're believing what they're doing now. Um, and yeah, like there were so many performances, as you say, on on, on Tuesday. I thought Ashley had a good game again. Um, but yeah, it's hard to single out anyone, even Albie. Albie had a good game. He was getting stuck in, and I just can't think of a fault of any of them really. They all tried their hardest. Lewis said, you know, Corey, Corey done his defensive job well, which I know he doesn't really like doing, but put a shift in, and Jez looked bright, Lieburn looked bright. So, so many positives from that game against, like you say, loads of World Cup players and people experienced in the Champions League, and. And some of these players have not played at level four, so yeah, unbelievable mm. performance from everyone, mate. Yeah, there, there was an element I didn't want to really, I didn't really want to bring it up. There, there, there was a sort of bittersweet element to it, you know. I mean, that was my first trip to Old Trafford. I never, I never managed to go uh, when we were in the Premier League. I was a little bit too young to be travelling up and down down the country on my own. Um, and the one time we did try and get tickets as a family, we were too late. It already sold out. So, um, yeah, ne- ne- never been there before. The, the bittersweet element of the fact that, that we used to be there every season. You know, we used to be there and Field Stamford Bridge. We used to be at all the big grounds every season. It feels like we are a million miles away from that now. And sat just to my left of, of the press box in the director's box, there was this... Uh, this motley crew of the the sand guards, Charlie Meffin, I think Lenigan was there as well. You're just looking across, you're thinking like, I don't know if these are the guys that are going to get get us back here every every week, unfortunately, or every season. So yeah, that that was a bittersweet part of it as well. But it really was just a fantastic night, a celebration of all that is good about Charlton Athletic, the the heart that the players can show when they need to, you know, and particularly the fans, you know, everyone who could get up there. It really was an exodus from South East London uh, and elsewhere in the UK and, and beyond to, to Manchester. And it really was a special night and the torrential rain did not put it on a dampener for, for anyone at all. Right, we'll have a quick break. When we come back, we'll have a look at these two new signings that have arrived in SC7 this afternoon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! Oh, it's John. 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 Oh, it's John.
Welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Barnsley at home uh, in uh, what is the uh, world record for the biggest come down ever uh, coming up on Saturday. Um, but before we focus on the Tykes, and we are going to hear from Ian from the uh, Tykes blog later on in the show as well to understand a bit more about Michael Duff's side. Uh, two new signings uh, came through the door uh, this afternoon, including one who's a bit familiar uh, to us. Of course, Macaulay Bond, one of our former strikers, has returned to the club after his contract with QPR was ripped up. Um, he joins until the end of the season. We've also got Todd Kane on loan from Coventry City. Uh, he's on loan until the end of the season. So we'll speak about the pair of them. First up, Macaulay Bond. Uh, he was the first one through the door uh, this afternoon. And, uh, well, he's returned uh, to the club and, uh, yeah, says he's delighted uh, to be back in SE7. Now, happy to be back here. It's a place where I enjoyed a lot of my football. And for me, it's now time to kick on again and finally got over the line. Didn't happen in the summer, but... No, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, as you say there, it, it was, I don't think it could have come much closer to happening in the summer, but how pleased are you to, to get it done now? Yeah, no, I see from that, from that moment that it didn't go through, I'd been waiting the car, I've been in contact over the last few months and that, but I've been waiting for it to come back in and hopefully get done. And now it's done, I'm, I'm really happy. It's of course going to be your second spell here. Looking back to that first spell, I guess you could probably call it a bit of a, a breakthrough period in your career. How fondly do you look back on that time in your career? Massively, because I, I took the jump from non-league to the championship and I didn't expect the players as much as I did. Didn't at the start, but then obviously through injuries, I got thrown in and I think I used it in a way that helped me get better in the game and progress and obviously it helped me a lot playing in the championship week in, week out for that season. That's now I really enjoyed it. Obviously that season ended in, in disappointment eventually with relegation, but I'm sure for you personally there were a lot of standout memories in that year. Yeah, like I said, it was unfortunate that things went the way I did that season. I don't think we deserved to get relegated. But for me, scoring the goal I did, getting an opportunity to play in the championship, is kind of, like I said, it's bittersweet. But like I said, it's, it's a new era here, so hopefully things can get only get better. You've been, obviously went off to QPR since then, and that time there maybe didn't go exactly how you wanted it to go. Do you feel like coming back here, you've almost got something to prove in some ways? Very much so. Massively, like I said, I left QPR. Things didn't go as planned for me over there. I'm back here now to kind of pick up where I left off, scoring goals and making people happy and myself happy in football. I think that's very important. With that sort of I've got something to prove feeling, what kinds of things are you saying to yourself ahead of the start of this second? Just try and put the last six, 12 months behind me now and just crack on where I left off, scoring goals, personally scoring goals, performing well and staying injury free I'm sure almost all fans will know what Macaulay Bond plays like um, for those who don't maybe the younger fans what, what does Macaulay Bond bring to a team bring a bit of energy speed goals I try and have as much fun on the pitch as possible but a bit street wise you'll see things that probably a lot of strikers won't do off the ball on the ball but no I bring a bit of life to the game and I feel like that's what's helped me get through the leagues just my You've got a bit of swagger about you when you're playing and I feel like I bring a lot of like excitement to the game and hopefully the new fans who haven't seen me play yet will see that this weekend. There we go then. So so Macca's back. Return of the Mac. Lewis, how, how are you feeling about that? So in his first spell at the club, obviously you may remember we signed him from Leighton Orient. He had a fairly slow start where he was more more so than more more so coming sort of off the bench, wasn't he? Uh, until we we suffered the big long injury to to Lyle Taylor, and then he was thrown in and he had a good run. You know, ended up getting about eight goals in his first spell. You know, in in the in the championship, and then again towards the end of the season, picked up a few goals, but was also missing a lot of important chances. That wound up Lee Bowyer, if you remember, and we got relegated. You know, one or two of those chances could have gone in. We might not have been relegated, but he did score three goals in Project Restart, which wasn't a, a dreadful return. It's just he could have done a bit better. Start of the league one season, he was poor, but, you know, as he said himself, his head had been turned to go to to QPR. I mean, how do you feel about him being back in SE7? Time at QPR wasn't great. 
but he did score a few goals on loan for Ipswich last season. What do you reckon, Lewis? Uh, yeah, you know what? Look, I think ultimately the position we're in at the moment, I'm, I'm not going to be too fussy on who comes through the door. I think he he could have unfinished business here. Um, obviously, I think the way he left last time was obviously has rubbed supporters up the wrong way. Um, with sort of the way he went about it and some of the comments that were made. Um, although he's, he's cleared a few comments up from what happened in the summer um, when he thought he had his move here on deadline day. But, um, look, you know, he, he had, a, there was a lot of pressure on him that season in the championship. You know, Lyle Taylor was our talisman. And when he was out of the side, you were looking at someone else to fill that void. And that season as well, you know, wasn't the only striker. We had Tom Ahmed, who wasn't performing. We had Chooks who was injured as well. And, you know, a lot of it fell onto him. So to make that step up from from the National League to the Championship was a real big ask. And and I actually thought he did okay in those those first games that he came through. I remember him scoring against Leeds, and then from there he, he went on and scored almost like sort of like four or five goals in as many games. And I thought that he, he looked really good. And then we had the similar pressures in Project Restart when when Lyle Taylor refused to play. The pressure then fell onto Macaulay Bond, whose stocks had risen slightly because of him having scored a couple of goals earlier on in the season. And yeah, look, he, as you say, he scored three in that period and, and probably could have got a hell of a lot more. But, but there was so much going on with the club at the time. It was It's really difficult to, to pin all of that on him. Um, and then obviously he, he left. Um, so look, I, I think ultimately it's a short-term deal. So it's it's in his hands to to come in and make an impact to try and earn a longer deal. Um, or he comes in, it doesn't have the impact, and he goes. You know, so I think ultimately it's a, it's a free hit for us and a free fit for him. We're not, you know, we're not we're not really pushing for for promotion as such. You know, we'd like to push for the playoffs if possible, but I think it's fairly unlikely. So if he can come in, score a few goals, and get us up the table, and if we do have an outside chance of getting there, then great. You know, I think a lot of it be for, be forgiven. But I think if it's, it remains to be seen. I think you've got to give him the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, I'd rather him come in than, than nobody, which is what I was kind of expecting at one point. Mm, yeah. And as you say, it's only until the end of the season. So it does give us that safety net of if it, if, if it turns out it's not working, then we don't have to re-sign it. But knowing us, he'll turn into the the, the, the next Alan Shearer and, and we'll lose him for free <laughs> instead at the end of the at the end of the season. Um, Lewis mentioned it there and we'll hear what Dean Holden has to say on the situation but when, when he left I think a, a couple of comments that the, the fans weren't too happy with I mean the, the the fact about his head being turned when when he went to join QPR I mean I, I wasn't that bothered about that you know I, I've interviewed footballers for years now they just say whatever gets them through that interview and if you're signing for QPR you tell everyone how great QPR is and oh my head was turned the second QPR came calling so I wasn't particularly bothered about that um, and th- there was like, like uh, that confusion in the summer so he, he was effectively about to come back and I think he wanted to come back but um, the deal fell through and, and he put something like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's I don't know what he's pulling a funny face it's sort of like going like you know say, m- making a mockery of someone but you know it, it wouldn't make any sense that he was doing that to make a mockery of Charlton and, and, and from what we've been told he was doing that at QPR because his relationship with Q- uh, QPR completely fell apart at the end of last season um, so yeah, I, I, that wasn't really aimed at us, and, and we have had that from from good sources even at the time. So uh, I, I can put that behind us, but I think I think it's the head turned comment and the fact he just didn't end his time with the club, particularly in good form, Nath, that he has to deal with and he has to put right now. Yeah, I get it. Um, you know, social media for you, I know it gets some things get amplified and and whatnot, and some people have form their own opinion on something, and that's their prerogative. Um, at the end of the day, if he start tucking goals left, right, and centre, I think that's going to be forgotten very, very soon. So um, hopefully he does. I think I think it's a good addition. Um, I know some people aren't, but I don't know what sort of supermarket people are expecting us to shop in. You know, um, but I think especially at this level, I think it's a good level. You know, Championship. He's done it. Um, he's not. He's had a bit of a rough time. Um, but I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's okay. Uh, an EK, don't know when he's fit. I think he's more mobile than Stockley. I don't think Stockley's mm. going to run the channels. I think McCauley can. I think it's a decent little. Um, I think it's a decent little sign till the end of the year. Assess the situation, see what we're doing, um, and take it from there. But yeah, it's a fresh start for him. As long as we all get behind him, like I know we all will. Um, 
if he starts scoring, this is going to be forgotten, mate. And it's football. Football's a fickle old game, and so is, so of our some of some of our fans, which I can be as well sometimes. Yeah, right. Well, Tim said uh, his uh, other half needs to keep her mouth shut. She does him absolutely no favours. I think there were some sort of messages last time as well. But, you know, as, as Nate said, if we start seeing goals, and I think they'll be put behind us pretty quickly. Alan says, happy to see him back. Like Washington, I thought he got a lot of stick for missing chances. Uh, but he, the work and the runs that he did always made up for it. We can... Uh, we have to be realistic in what we can get with Miles, uh, Bon, and uh, when fit to come off the bench, Chooks. We have now got guys who can play in a 4 3 3. Sir Cholton says, I don't think we'd get much better on a free. Hopefully, he can find some form again after a difficult few years. It's a sensible uh, length of uh, contract. Mark said, We've struggled to score. Stockley has been awful, and EK uh, can't last more than two games. What is not up to what is not to like about this signing? A proven goal scorer at this level. I'm happy with it. Demp scored. Uh, Demp said, If he scores some goals for us those six months, he can have my support back. Still remember, probably one of his better performances at Fulham away uh, where he got um, got the second goal. Unfortunately, it normally takes him quite a handful of shots uh, to score, though. Bob said not too unhappy uh, with that. Deal Stewart said, I'm concerned about his opinion of our level and how he sees himself, but we have to trust Holden's judgment. Uh, it does give us an extra option. London Inigiza says, uh, if Holden's okay with it, then so am I. Simple as that. The boss has come in and suddenly we seem united. Players and fans are in it together and also apologises to me for uh, drunkenly accosting me in this bar <laughs> after the game in Manchester. Yeah, we had a good long chat in uh, in uh, Lime Bar, I think it was, in near like the Southwood Keys area after the game. I was, I was just glad to get in and have a quick pint after and speak to some of my mates and some Charlton fans. So you don't have to apologise to me, mate. Yeah, Jamie says he's got plenty of experience now. Um, Rachel says he can score at this level. Uh, so let's see what goes on. It's not a bad striker to support. Um, Miles Leeburn, right, we've still got um, plenty of other tweets, which I won't get to. But yeah, have a look at our mentions to see what people said about McCauley Bond. But a couple of people did say, uh, well, if Holden likes him, uh, then he can be uh, the judge for us. So let's hear what Dean Holden said. Uh, he did want to address a couple of those issues that were dealt with uh, when he uh, when he did leave last time. But he did say he's really pleased to get his man. Well, McCauley's obviously been at the club previously uh, I've spoke to him in, in depth in, in the last um, period of time about obviously the situation of when he first came to the club um, he'd been playing at a lower level he, he was delighted to come here he scored I think 11 goals in the championship season and, and then he obviously left at the end of that season and there was a few things I'm aware of of what happened on the back of that and you know I needed to speak to Macaulay around that and, and get to the bottom of exactly what it was and he's uh, he's assured me that uh, if I can say particularly the the tweet in, in the summer at the end of the, the summer window um, was nothing to do with Charlton Athletic. There was a situation um, at his previous club um, that he wasn't happy about and um, and that was what that was directed towards. So, you know, for me, we're, we're building a, a connection. I keep talking about this with our supporters at the moment and, and there's a good feeling around the place and there's no way I would do anything to jeopardise that. So, you know, I needed to, to speak to Macaulay to understand exactly what that was about. Uh, if we go back slightly before before that, when he left the club and he talked around um, his, sort of his comments around having his head turned at, at, at QPR, again, you know, he was a younger player then. I can understand to an extent he'd, he'd, he'd come through non-league and he'd played at a lower level and, he, you know, he, he, the club benefited from a £2 million transfer fee and obviously McCauley benefited hugely as well. So, um, you know, he was a, a lot younger then. The key thing for me is, is, is that a couple of years that he's been away, he's not enjoyed it like he enjoyed it when he was here before. He absolutely loved playing for this football club and I think you can see the way that he plays. He chases everything down. He's, he's a goal scorer, and he's coming at a good time. He's really hungry to, to pull that shirt on and, and do well for this for this football club. And that that to me uh, tells me, me everything that we need to know. We spoke to Maka about his time at QPR, and like you just said there, it didn't pan out how he had hoped it would. So he is coming in hungry with a point to prove, stuff like that. How good is that for you as a manager, having a player come in who who does have something to prove in, in his eyes? I wouldn't have brought anyone in that's not. Simple as that. Doesn't matter how good they are. Um, you can watch players. You can you can hear reports from other people. I've got to, I've got to speak to the player, and you know pretty quickly. Um, and you sometimes go into the conversation thinking one thing and come out of it. And I've spoke to players in the last week or so uh, with the idea of bringing him bringing him to the club. And on the back of it, I've thought, no, I'm not so sure that's the right signing at this moment in time. So. You know, Macker in particular is, is a player that is, this is a good fit for him at the moment. He's coming in on the short-term contract with real quality. He's got championship experience. He scored goals at this level last season, obviously with Ipswich. And um, 
us being in the position that we're in now on the back of a couple of league wins and looking up the table, I think is a good sign for us. There we go. That's uh, Dean Holden talking about the arrival of uh, Macaulay Bonia. We had an email as well, actually, from Chris. says, I wasn't impressed with Bon when he played against us in the in the League Cup at the start of the season, uh, but he did score a lot for Ipswich on loan, so maybe he can do it uh, in League One. Put the uh, comments from previously uh, taken with a pinch of, uh, of salt and uh, Dean Holden's interview has put it uh, into context as well. Right, I mean, one more arrival today, Lewis. Todd Kane on loan. Uh, right back from Coventry. I have to say, other than the fact he he he'd done a John Terry and and seemed to join Chelsea's uh, Champions League final parade after after they won it, and it had absolutely nothing to do with him. Um, I know very little about him, so you know he's been on loans up and down from Chelsea, Preston, Blackburn. Then he was at QPR for a while, and then Coventry. Um, what do you make of that signing? Right back, you know, we probably need a left back rather than a right back. Yeah, I mean, he's probably quite a versatile player, isn't he? I think, can he play in midfield as well? I might have made that up, might be another Kane. But either way, I don't know a huge amount about him either, to be honest. But, you know, it's it's another body in the door. Um, So it's going to be interesting to see where he he fits in, because I think in terms of right-backs, I suppose the the cover there is that the Egbo's um, injury seems quite serious, and we don't really know when he's going to be back. I think Dean said a few weeks ago that, he's some way away. So maybe they're looking at that and thinking, well, if, if Sean Clare gets injured in a game, then we've got nobody. So there's probably a little bit of depth there, but I agree the left-back position probably a little bit more precarious. But, you know, it's another body in the door. I think, you know, it comes with championship pedigree. Uh, came through at, at Chelsea, you know, has played, played at Oxford and Hull and QPR, as you say. So, yeah, I don't I don't know how the... The landline with him at, at Coventry, I think that there are a few issues this season. I think he got sent to train with their 23s, but he's another player that's, I think his deal's up with them at the end of this season. So he might be, you know, looking to come in somewhere and make an impression. So if he does and he, he plays out of his skin, that, that's all we can ask for of him. So yeah, looking forward to see what he can bring. Mm, well, with two new faces in the building today, Dean Holden was asked what the training has been like. It's funny, you know, I remember what it was like when I was a player. It's funny when a new player comes in or a couple come in because all of a sudden it's, there's just that bit more on it in training. There was a real intensity to training. I have to say the lads that didn't play the other night, some of the lads that were left behind in uh, in Charlton that didn't travel, and obviously them two new lads coming in as well, there was a really good sharpness to it. There was a bit of needle in it as well, which I like. I do. I like that in training. And... Uh, no, what's important now is obviously Macaulay's been here before, knows the area, knows that a lot of the staff and players. Todd doesn't doesn't know any anyone. Um, to be fair, much like I did three weeks ago, and I've settled in quickly. So he's obviously from down this way, which gives him an added bonus. So now we just got to make sure that we we get around them as much off the pitch as on the pitch, and make sure that they're settling quickly. There's nothing like going to a new club and settling in and really feeling, you know, at home as as quickly as possible. So. You know, that's that's important for us to do that, but two really good signings that I'm really pleased with. There we go. Well, Dean has got those two players to uh, call upon for Saturday's home game with Barnsley at the Valley. Obviously, we're beating 3-1 up at Oakwell earlier on uh, in the campaign, so looking for a little bit of a reaction. I mean, Nath, Barn- so Barnsley are in the top six. They're sixth, um, but they, they have just had a bit of a wobble, and we're going to hear from Ian in a few moments' time. But with, with our little uptick in league form and their little downturn in, in league and cup form they were beaten 3-0 at home uh, by Bolton Wanderers after having Mads Anderson sent off really early on going down to 10 men and then losing 3-0 then they lost 3-0 away at Derby in the FA Cup um, uh, with our like I say with our little Philip that we've had we, we've got a target this for three points at home yeah I think we'd have to and as you say they've gone off like you say they Lost to Barnsley when they get sent off after 10 minutes. It was game over, really, from that point of view. And then they drew with Accrington, which ain't an easy place to go. So, and even, we'll say that, even the the, the reverse fixture up at their ground, um, I don't think we played that badly against them, really. It was just that comical. I think it was at the time when O'Connell and Lavelle decided to tackle each other and then they went through on goal. Um, I think that was the game. Could be yeah, wrong, I mean, sometimes you, you, I think you might have a... to sort of uh, rule, rule out a few different ones, but yeah, that was, that was one of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but listen. Like, I think the, the the main thing for me at the moment, we've won two on a bounce. We're in a good place mentally at the moment, um, which I think Holden's brought in. Um, and at home, anything can happen. You know, if 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 we if we start fast, as Curb says, a lot of the time, if we get a fast start, um, anything can happen. And you know, at home, we should be trying to take you know take the game to teams and and see what happens. So 
yeah, I think we we need to be looking. I'm not looking at playoffs just yet. Um, I know it's a long, long way to go for that. Yeah, I, I wait until next season before looking at those. But <laughs> well, well, I've already looked because I have booked a holiday over that uh, playoff period. So um, I've already made my mind up. But listen, I want us to win every single game we're in, even if it means I do miss it. Oh, I've got to try and get back from Morocco somehow. Um, but yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough game. They're still a good team. We've got some good championship players in there. Um, but we're adding to the squad now. Well, you know, like we just mentioned Todd Kane. He's an ex- what been playing in the championship the last four or five years or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's going to be a good game. Everyone's in a good place. Sports are in a good place, and we just need to harness that positivity and try and get a result at home against a very very difficult side. Yeah, well, let's see how it goes. Uh, Dean Holden was asked uh, today what sort of challenge he thinks that the Tykes will pose us. Big challenge. They, they play that system, that three-five-two. They played it consistently. Um, I know they've they've got one or two injuries, so we'll have to have a look at that, but. Uh, Michael's a guy that I know really well personally. He's gone in there and he's done a really good job up to now. He's he's got the team playing in a in a nice attractive style of play. And they've got some threats up top as well. Um, I say that every week, don't every team which team doesn't. Uh, the players will be well aware of, of where their threats are. Um, but again, the focus in the last couple of games in particular has been on us and our performance and making sure that's right and that won't change. Back at the Valley on Saturday, the fans, as you say, were immense on Tuesday. Uh, how important can they be this weekend? It's hard. I hope that they know how important it is. You know, the, the players, I've seen some comments from some of our players, they were saying, like, even when they went out for the warm-up, they've been out, they could feel it. And it, it doesn't half give you such a buzz as a player when you hear your name being sung. Or you, I, I can remember what it was like the other night there at the game. There's a couple of crashing tackles early on that Dobbo goes in for, and, and you can hear that roar. And it's, you know, when we win the ball and we break up the pitch quick, and you can hear that. It's almost like when you're. The, the Oscars over the fence for the, for the last one and you hear that roar of the creeps. It's an amazing feeling as a player. It doesn't half drive you on. So, yeah, I'm sure our supporters will be, you know, obviously they're disappointed we lost the game. I think they they were hoping we'd go and win and maybe expected it. And why not? You know, we want to win every game that we go into. So, you know, they'll be with us. There's no doubt there's a, there's a good connection at the moment and we're really feeding off that and, and hopefully they can be proud of the team come, come five o'clock on Saturday. And just finally, any um, injury updates on Chooks and EK, Joe Willicott or anyone else close to a return? So Joe, Joe's had a successful uh, sort of little bit of surgery that he had. They needed to remove the wire from his finger. Um, he's got another x-ray next Thursday and, and hopefully on the back of that he can step up his, his training and get his gloves back on and, and look to get back in and around training. Um, Chooks, Chooks trained uh, with the team today for the first time since, the, since pulling out the warm-up at Portsmouth. Um, that's gone well. Which is a bonus. I think it's day by day. We need to make sure with Chuck's really that you know, as, as disappointed as everybody is that he's not been fit enough uh, for us. We need to make sure that when he comes back, he stays back fit. So, for me, he needs at least a training week next week. You know, I think previously he's, he's trained one or two days, and then he's been thrust straight back into the squad. So, you know, he needs to get some, he needs to get some work into his legs. He needs to get some through some intensive sessions next week. It's obviously it'll be the first week I've had where we've had a, a good training week with no midweek game as such. So that'll be the first week we can do some really, you know, quite some physical work with certain players and, and Chucks will be one of them and we'll see where we're at this time next week. And finally, uh, does Saturday come too soon for McCauley, Bond and Todd Kane or has they got a chance to be in the squad? No, it doesn't come too soon. I think McCauley's only been away from QPR for what, a week or so. Um, Todd's been obviously with Coventry training. He, he played a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, we've assessed them in training today. We'll have a look how they are tomorrow and, um, yeah, they're coming to the squad. There we go. That's Dean speaking about the game with Barnsley. Um, a couple of bits of injury info at the end there. So good to hear Chucks is getting closer, but uh, maybe not for this weekend by the sounds of it. Um, so, I mean, in terms of changes, I'm not sure. Do we need to change a winning formula? You know, I think we only made one change for from the league win against Lincoln for the Man United game. And that was the goalkeeper because obviously Ash had his concussion, uh, but he was back and he was superb, by the way. He made a couple of really good saves. Um I'm not. I'm not sure. I'd be tempted to make too many changes at all for this game, Lewis. No, I don't think so either. The only thing would be is if there's any fatigue from the United game. I suppose you know it was a real spirited, uh, well, a spirited performance, wasn't it? Where it took a lot of work out of people and a lot of energy. So it might be that we have to make a few changes just down to sort of natural fatigue, but. If we're in a position where we don't need to do that, then no, absolutely not. I'd, I'd keep the team the same. I like the the front three that we have in in Jez, Corey, and, and Miles. I think that they they're dangerous as a three. They all bring something, and they all seem to work together. The midfield three has been good, with Albi probably being the more fancied to go in there and, and play alongside Dobbo and Fraser. And 
think he's looked okay in there as well. So, and I think, as you said, we said earlier, defence, you know, Lucas Ness fits in there straight away. And then would you take Innes out at the moment? Probably not. And then Sess is playing really well. And so is Sean Clare. So, I mean, it's nice, isn't it, to be able to say everyone's playing well. So, no, I wouldn't change it. I think keep that winning formula, as you say. Um, be good to see obviously, the, the two new players, you know, get Macca and, and Todd Kane on the bench, I imagine, and see if they can come on and make an impact later on. But no, I wouldn't change it at the moment. Excellent stuff. Well, let's learn a little bit more about Michael Duff's side uh, than Ian uh, from the Tykes blog tells us what's been going on with Barnsley so far this season. I would say um, ups and downs. Uh, we've had a couple of bumps in the road. Uh, probably stats-wise is the easiest way to tell it. Um, in well, When was it? End of October to Christmas. We had the best defence in the league. We won five straight games in a row. Manager of the month. We were nine points behind Ipswich, but two games in hand, um, all looking rosy. And then since sort of New Year, it's kind of fallen off a little bit. Five goals in five games, just had two back-to-back, three-nil losses, one in the Cup to Derby, one in the League to Bolton. We've conceded, bizarrely, four penalties in the last four games, and we never win penalties ourselves. So it's kind of... We've, we've gone from being this ultra-strong defence to suddenly making defensive errors. And probably the biggest alarming stat at the minute is that when we've conceded first, there's only one game this season where we've not lost. So we, we came back and drew 2-2 two, two at Ipswich, but every time we kind of concede, we, we tend to lose the game. So it's been a mixed bag, but... We're still in the playoffs and we've still got two games in hand. So hopefully turn it around on Saturday. Yeah, and obviously it's coming off the back of, of relegation last season from the Championship. So I guess expectations around the place were pretty high. Um, probably probably quite the opposite, to be fair. We had we had an absolute stinker last season. It was depressing. Um, but we've had um, issues with the board. Uh, a few changes in the board, positive changes uh, since the summer. We think we've got a fantastic manager in Michael Duff, but we, we are quite realistic. I don't think any, any Barnsley fan thought, even uh, certainly not automatic promotion. And I think quite a few were saying we'd probably be top nine, top 10. So, um, yeah, we were quite grounded, really, because it's been, we, we lost five or six players, all our best players. And we brought, we brought 10 in in the summer, but they were all frees and loans. So we were always thinking... You know, you hear the word transition and rebuild. We thought that would be the season this season. So in some respects, we're probably punching above our weight. What about Michael Duff as a, as a manager? You know, he came in from Cheltenham. Um, how, how have you guys sort of rated his start to his career at, at Barnsley? Oh, we, we, think he's, we think he's great. He's uh, really energised the place. He's just the way he conducts himself in the interviews, the way he's brought players on. He just has this great aura about him. Um, his sides really do work hard. Um, if you're going to beat Barnsley, yes, you're going to be better quality, but I think you're going to have to work a lot harder than uh, Barnsley do. He's he's a he's a brilliant find for us. We're we're, we're more than happy with him. And mm. um, just finally, then looking ahead to the the game on Saturday, obviously you guys beat us three one up at Oakwell earlier on in the campaign. But in the return fixture, I mean, which Charlton Fan, the Charlton fans, which of the Barnsley players should they be wary of? Um, yeah, I remember that game at Oakwell. And I, th- I think, to be fair, you gave us a bit of a fright, especially on the break and with the width and your pace. And it was only, I think, we kind of, we got goals at the key times in the second half and then saw the game out. It wasn't an easy, even though it was 3-1, I didn't think it was an easy 3-1 by any stretch. But standout players. We've been more of a more of a team and a unit than than anything. Uh, our captain Mads Anderson is back from a one-game suspension for Saturday. He's our Mr. Consistent. Um, midfield Luca Connell, who we got um, in the summer, he will work his socks off. He's great in midfield. Uh, and I suppose striker-wise, Devante Coles probably had his best season with us. So right through the spine of that team there, probably the standout players. 
There we go. Thanks to Ian for uh, joining us uh, earlier on uh, yesterday and uh, giving us the insight on the Tykes. Uh, so a, a mixed bag of a season, but they are in the top six. So it will be a very tough game uh, when we play them at the Valley on Saturday. Right, we've run out of time on this week's Charlton Live Big Match Preview at the end of what's been a very... Uh, enjoyable and momentous week for the club. A massive uh, EFL Cup turnout uh, up at Old Trafford. We got beat, uh, but we were certainly uh, no disgrace. We we really did put on a good show for ourselves and uh, as supporters and as a team as well. Let's hope that we can try and take that uh, into Saturday's game with Barnsley. Right, thanks to everyone who's tuned in and sent your messages in uh, to this week's A Big Match Preview. Thank you, Nathan Lewis, for joining me this week. Cheers, guys. Cheers, boys. Always an absolute pleasure. I'm Louis Mendes. Don't forget we'll be back on Sunday to look back at whatever happens against Barnsley. We shall see you then. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work.